Welcome back to the show. My name is Dan Hafner. Thank you very much for joining the show, wherever you're listening or watching. I uh, really appreciate all of you tuning in, or maybe if you're tuning in for the very first time, welcome to you as well. Um, so for those of you who don't know me, my name is Dan Hafner. Um, this is the Tech Bytes show. We have it on Spotify. We have it on YouTube. We have it pretty much anywhere you can listen to podcasts. So if you aren't already, please make sure to subscribe, um, leave ratings and reviews. That is always super helpful. Um, and if you are watching this on YouTube or Spotify, definitely be sure to subscribe to the show um, and leave as many ratings and recommend this show to as many people as you might think have value for it. Okay, so now that's out of the way, we are going to talk to another special guest of mine. Um, has a very, very interesting um, dynamic to the to the business world. Actually, uh, you know, he's the owner. Uh, sorry, not the owner, the CEO slash janitor, as he informed me, of a really cool platform called HOA.com, uh, which when he reached out to me and said that that was, I was like, that seems super official. Um, so I'm really excited to hear about more about that. Um, but he's also very kind of, he's very big in the, the referral game, as I'm, as I'm kind of finding out here. So I'm really interested to ask him some questions. So without any further ado, let's bring him on here. This is Brandon Barnum. Thanks for joining the show, Brandon. Hey, thanks, Dan. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so let's get, you know, let's just do that a little bit. I'll give you the floor to, um, you know, add on upon the edification that I've already, you know, so graciously placed at your feet. So tell us a little bit more about you, man. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because this is tech by, so I want to really stay focused on applications for people that are building tech or tech founders. And this is actually the 10th tech platform that I built over the last 27 years. My first was back in 1997. I was a single dad and I got into the mortgage industry because I was only making about 20 grand a year. And I got in the mortgage industry and honestly, I built a website that was an early version of Zillow. It was an online home buyer guide featuring properties. And I used it as a, a give to realtors to feature their property and to win their loyalty and their business. So I've been fascinated to buy tech for decades and super excited to you know share a few things about what I've learned over 27 years of building tech. Wow. So how many platforms again? again did this you is the 10th. The last one that we built and sold was called refer.com. We built that up to 5 million members in 195 countries. Okay. Yeah. That was what I was thinking about. That's what I was mentioning in the intro here that I want to talk to you about as well. So there's, there's a couple and there's a brand new one, I think, um, which is Codebreaker AI? Yeah, so Codebreaker AI is a platform that I built four years ago. It was the first time I had really played with AI, and we built out an AI tool to be able to help people to, to decipher someone's personality with one click and one second off like a LinkedIn profile. So we created a, a Chrome extension for that where you could go into LinkedIn, click a button and instantly understand how that person was wired and what type of personality they have. Well, that sounds super cool too. So I don't wanna, I don't wanna jump all over the place right at, right at the beginning. I just, I mentioned, you, I saw that on your profile. And I was like, that sounds really, really cool. Um, so we're, we're, I don't want to bounce all over the place. So let's stay focused on one thing at a time here. So, sure. man, that's awesome. So many platforms. You, you clearly know what the heck you're doing with this. So um, I'm going to ask you just something kind of esoteric to start. So, like, what what makes a good – no, I shouldn't say that. What, what makes a great online platform? Like, what makes a successful online venture? 
you know, quite frankly, it's the same as with any business solving problems. What is the problem that you're out to solve? What is it that you're helping to improve someone's life or business with your technology solution? So, I mean, that's really at the core. What we're doing is solving problems. And that's true across business as a whole, but especially when it comes to technology. Simple. I like it. That's awesome. Good to hear. So I, I um, wish I had something more esoteric no. for you, but it's pretty simple, quite frankly. Yeah. Find a need, fill a need, fix it so that somebody can experience life better, faster, stronger, like whatever it is that you're trying to help them improve upon. That's what they're looking for. And if you experience a real world solution or, or a challenge yourself, it might just be a technology opportunity for you to go solve. Yeah. No, for those of you who have been tuning into the past couple episodes, you're probably starting to see a theme here that this solve problems and you're, you're going to be okay. Um, that's awesome. So, so this is really, so when, when did, I, I'm, I don't have my, uh, my research in front of me. When did Zillow start? Because it sounded like you actually had the idea for it before Zillow was an actual thing. Oh yeah. Back when we started, wow. uh, with the Portland online home buyers guide was the name of that. The, the brand was eight was pdxhome.com. We started that in 1997. And back then only half of the national real estate companies had a website at all. And if they did, and if they featured a listing on their website, it was one exterior photo. And I said, this is silly. We see where the world is going. I want to sit at home in my boxer shorts and be able to browse properties. You know, back then it was still dial up. There was no Wi-Fi. There was no, you know, Ethernet cables running. It was freaking dial up. You would, it sounded like your computer was crashing because you'd hear this dee dee, oh, yeah. right? As people would connect. So it was hilarious. But um, yeah, I, I don't know exactly when Zillow started. But I, I sought out to solve a problem. One problem was that people that wanted to buy properties couldn't find them online. Back then, you had to go to a realtor for everything. And my problem as a mortgage professional at that time is I wanted to add value to realtors. And so I thought, how can I add more value to more agents where they send me all their business? So I said, okay. If we create a website that is a real estate purchase site where people can see properties, then I'll feature those properties of realtors I want to win business with. And that's exactly what we did. And it worked. So I took my income from $20,000 a year to $200,000 a year in 18 months. And it changed my life. So from there, I just I want to help everybody through that process of generating raving referrals for their business. So that's really my purpose and mission is help people grow their business through referral partnerships. That's awesome. So we're going to dig into that there. So just to fact check us both, I, I just Googled it. Zillow wasn't founded until 2014, um, which is crazy because it's already valued at over $2 billion. So Isn't that amazing. Um, that's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, I was I was just three weeks ago. I was at the National Association of Realtors Convention. This is their annual convention. All the top real estate companies and the solutions. And it was fascinating because as I was walking the floor and seeing like the new tech plays that they're coming out with and people are trying to support realtors with, it's really kind of back to the basics. Ours is high tech meets high touch. But I was surprised that 
nobody's taken on what we're taking on, which is community co-marketing. And, you know, Zillow was not in the room because Zillow and, and NAR kind of fight, if you will. Zillow is trying to make the National Association of Realtors irrelevant. And so mm -hmm. it's so fascinating to see it from the ground up. Interesting. Interesting. Some drama in the industry. I like it. That's cool. So, okay. So tell us about HOA.com. I mean, that's how we introduce you. That's, that's kind of what you're doing yeah. these days. So, so what is HOA.com and what does it do? Yeah, you bet. So at HOA.com, we're on a mission to revolutionize homeowner associations. That's probably what everybody thought when they heard HOA.com. Yeah. And yes, we are out to solve that issue. There's 370,000 HOAs in the U.S., but Dan, if I ask you, what's the number one brand that you think of when it comes to homeowner associations? We only get two answers to that. Do you want to guess? I, I, I wouldn't even know where to guess, honestly. You I've got it. That's number one. Is I don't know. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> the number one answer we get is I don't know. And the second answer is there isn't any. So it's a little bit wow. of a trick question, right? So we're on a mission to change that but really to change the way that homeowner associations serve the homeowners that they care for, because that it's kind of a local governments, right? Hmm. Well, that's one of the challenges. We're actually solving a number of challenges. So for the homeowner associations, we want to help improve the way that they perform. We believe there's a better way to HOA. We're going to increase transparency. We're going to improve communication and ideally reduce the amount of tra uh, of ticketing that takes place because it's one of the biggest complaints that we hear from homeowners as they feel like they get fined and ticketed for things. And, you know, it feels like they're in the corner and they're in trouble and on timeout. And that's not what we want. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's one challenge for the homeowners. We're solving a couple different challenges. The biggest one is you should have one place with everything about your home so that you can access all the professionals that provide services that you use on a regular basis. We don't think it should be Angie's list. We think it should be Dan's list. You should have one place with all of your trusted professionals. So we're building HOA.com to be where to go to find a pro. You'll be able to go to our site, find trusted, vetted professionals, and then you also find information about your property, your valuation, how much is your house worth, and then local events, local news on a very hyper local basis. And then, of course, for the professionals, which is how we monetize the platform is people like realtors, mortgage lenders, insurance agents, painters, plumbers, and other professionals who serve homeowners. They join our referral platform, they create a profile, and then they license individual neighborhoods or communities that they want to be the top trusted pro in. And we have automated co-marketing campaigns to help them stay top of mind and really become famous with the homeowners they serve. Wow. All right, cool. Couple things. So, um, if anyone ever needs a tagline, um, I'm definitely know to refer them to you because what, what did okay. you the, where to go to find a pro? And uh, what was the, the better, better way to HOA? HOA? I was like, damn, man, those are actually pretty solid. I like that. That's really cool. Um, so that was just a little side note. I, I just wanted to let you know I appreciated those. Did not did those did not go unnoticed. Um, so that was really cool. So then, okay, so then I look at it from a tech perspective, like so. Yeah. Again, so it's it's really interesting how you've been able to give that um, 
kind of make that with a, a different, I mean, it's a marketplace, right? So we actually, we just spoke with a guy on here, um, Brian Clayton, that had a really cool um, marketplace he launched to over $30 million. Like it's a crazy, it's a really, really educational show. Um, so this I can kind of see as a multi-level marketplace as well. That's also solving a lot of problems for that. Um, so did you, did you actually have the idea for HOA? Is this a business that you, that you bought or did you create this from the ground up or how did that go? Yeah, we created it from the ground up after I sold refer.com. I was on the sidelines. I was coaching somebody here in Phoenix, Arizona, where I live. And we started talking about the business that we could create. And we started it as the homeowneralliance.com. Mm. So that was our original domain. And the mission was to connect homeowners to professionals they can trust. And we said, what if we could create like the BNI power team? for real estate, for the real estate ecosystem, because there is no referral network exclusively for professionals who serve homeowners. So that's what we set out to create. And then one day we were in a board meeting and I'm sitting there looking at that domain, the homeowneralliance.com. And it's like too long to fit on the side of a bus. Yeah, It was long. So I said, okay, if we could have any domain on the planet, what would it be? And I went home owner Alliance. I thought, let me just see if there's anything on HOA. There's got to be an HOA.com. What is it? Well, what they were doing then, we have completely transformed. So I reached out to the owner, made him an offer he couldn't refuse, and here we are. There you go. Awesome. So um, so it sounds like, and I think I know what where you're going to go with this, which is kind of also why I'm leading it into maybe the next question. But so how did you actually, when you, you said you sold referred.com and then you were starting this HOA.com, um how did you initially get traction for it like what were what and i i, I have a feeling you're going to say referral networks um oh, it's yeah. probably uh, probably a piece to it but how, how did you how did you get it started up like how did you get first people on the platform how did you get traction with it yeah well we started by talking to people that we knew liked and trusted and because we had already built a national network quite frankly international network of people that run networking events that are in this space and also identified some of the top influencers that are in these industries that's really how it started but part of the thing that we've built into our platform that's unique is we've got kind of a viral loop built in because when a new professional joins the network one of the first things we help them do is activate their referral network. Mm -hmm. And they do that by inviting other pros that they know, like, and trust, and they want to win more business with. We, we help them do that on our platform. So the beauty is that professionals invite professionals who invite professionals. Now, as you mentioned, we're a marketplace, right? So we're between the homeowners and the pros, and we've got to attract both. And so one of the things that we've done is we help the professional import their list of home owners so that we can email every month an automated report we call it a home safe report and it's a valuation report your property value has gone up or down in the last 30 days so every month you see what your home is now worth and it has those top trusted pros that serve your neighborhood along with local events what's happening in your hyper local community so we've built all of those different tools into the platforms which supports virality and supports people inviting people 
That is so genius. You've actually, I think you just gave me a good idea for the new, the new one that I'm building for myself too. Cause that's, that's so I'll, I'll, maybe there's somebody else is thinking that this is watching this. They're saying, okay, so if I join, if I join your platform as a pro, yep. what, in, what incentive do I actually have to give you my list of customers? Why, why would I want to, it, it almost seems like I better trust you to treat those people. Right. Cause if, if there's a, if there's, you know, something weird that happens there or something doesn't go quite as we would both want it to go, there could be potential for bad blood. There could be potential for people leaving or bad reviews sure. or all, all that kind of stuff. So, so, okay. So how, what, what incentive does, does that provide some, or maybe I'm looking at it incorrectly. I'm, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on that. No, I, I think that's a fair question. Now, what we focus on is the why, like what your question really was, why should I? Yeah. If I'm a pro, if I'm a realtor, a mortgage lender, a painter, a plumber, why would I put my contacts into our CRM in essence, right? Well, the reason is we help you automate your co-marketing. Number one, most of these, these pros suffer from follow-up failure. They know that they should be following up and following through, but they don't reach out to their client base very often, especially the blue collar guys. We call it going in ghost mode. You know, mm -hmm. you hire a painter, a plumber, an electrician, they come work on your house and you never hear from them again. Well, we fix follow-up failure. And the way that we do that is we have an automated home safe report email that goes out every month. So you upload your clients and contacts once, and then every month, like clockwork, it keeps you top of mind and adds value from you to them. Okay. So that's why you do it. Now, the second thing that we've done, and if you liked the idea of the trusted team, you're going to love the idea of social score. Because what we do on our platform to gamify it and incentivize you to invite people is we help you boost your social score. And your social score is a combination of not only your own client database. Let's say you've got a thousand customers in your database. Well, that's the way it is for most people. They, they do outreach to their database and the most number of contacts they can have in that case is a thousand people. What we do is we have a system called co-marketing. And what that means is as you invite your trusted team, for me in the mortgage business, I have my realtors, financial planner, my insurance agent, attorney, accountant, painter, plumber, HVAC, right? So as you bring those people onto the platform or partner with people who are already on the platform, the home safe report not only promotes you, it also promotes them. So let's say you had 10 partners, each with a thousand contacts. Your thousand plus their 10,000 means your social score is now 11,000 because that's how many homeowners are seeing your message, your brand on a monthly basis. And it's all set it and forget it. They do it one time and it just goes out like clockwork. Okay. That's, that's genius. That's really, really, that's really awesome. I'll tell you what I'm taking away from that too. So, so I think when, when I started in business too, I, I'm not even in business, I kind of got into I think how a lot of some some people get into, you know, some of the affiliate marketing things, um, you know, direct sales things. Maybe it's Maybelline, those types of, you know, whatever the, the case might be. Um, yeah. But I also realized that I was not very good at those things because mm. 
I'm a naturally bad networker. Like I am just, I've, <laughs> okay. I've never really, those things have never clicked in my brain. Like there must sure. be something. So, so I'm interested to hear from, from your, so, so basically getting back to that, my takeaway from all that was mm -hmm. it, it's great to have this network effect and all these things taking place, but you're also coming to the table with so much value for them and you're yeah. making it easy. That that's what people want. It, like a done for you type of thing where it's like click and go or upload and I don't, set it and forget it or as, set as it and forget it. That's, that's, right. that's super, super interesting. Super interesting. It's huge. And one of the challenges that we find in networking is you're not alone, Dan. A lot of people feel like they suck at networking. It's awkward. They're insecure. We teach them how to network strategically and raving referrals and kind of give them the scripts and how to do it, what to say. Like when you're going to a networking event, have a specific plan of who you want to meet right? Don't just go blindly. It's like the blind leading the blind sometimes, right? Have a plan of who you want to meet. And then the number one strategy I'd give you in terms of networking is go talk to the people who are hosting the event and let them know who you're looking to meet. And they will go introduce you with exactly who the best person in that room is for you. Okay. So just a, a quick pro, pro tip there. Yeah. And then we were talking about the set it and forget it nature of it. It's so important fixing that follow-up failure, but then also helping everybody cross market each other. Because what we find about networking events, even people that go to like BNI, LATIP, Chambers of Commerce, they have some great conversations, but typically it doesn't actually lead to action or more business. So what we saw as a gap is, People make great connections, but they're not cross-promoting each other. And in the Raving Referrals book, we have 21 cross-promotion campaigns. And we've really built them into HOA.com so that you can automate your co-marketing, promote your partners. And as you promote them and they promote you, everyone wins more business. Interesting. I might even have to rename the, the, the title of the show, Automating Your Co-Networking. That's such a cool term. I really like that. That's really, really neat. Um, okay, awesome. So I, I want to switch switch gears a little bit here. So you mentioned on your profile this this term that kind of piqued my interest when I saw it because I was like, I've never heard of this. And it's called the bank sales methodology, B-A-N-K. Yeah. Right. Um, what the heck is that? And can you tell us more about that? Yeah, so bank is a personality system. We took to talk about Codebreaker AI earlier today. Codebreaker AI uses bank. Now, a lot of people are familiar with like DISC or Myers-Briggs, MBTI, or some of the other personality systems. And those are great. But what I love about bank is that it actually includes cards and you can, you can crack someone's code and determine their personality in like 60 seconds. It's really amazing. In fact, I was recently, about a month ago, I was at a tech conference. And at the end of it, there was networking and I was sitting there talking with one of these guys and I had handed him the bank code cards. He handed them back and I told him who he was based on the personality that he had just handed me with these cards in the order of what was most important to him. And I said, you know, what's so cool is that with this system, I can meet somebody brand new. I can hand them the cards. They hand me the cards back. I tell them who they've just told me they are. And usually within three minutes, I can build rapport faster than anything else to the point where the other person is thinking he gets me. 
So as hmm. soon as I said those words and was telling this person about that, one of the speakers from the tech conference came up and she had heard me say, do you want to see a magic trick? And she said, hey, I want to see a magic trick. And I said, OK, great. Do me a favor. Review. I handed her the cards, the bank code cards. I said, review the information on these cards and sort them in order of what's most like you to least like you. And she did that and it took her 30 seconds to do it. She's like, boom, boom, boom. Here I am. She handed them back to me. I spent the next minute describing who she just told me she was based on her personality. And the next words out of her mouth, she turns to the guy that I was talking to and she says, he gets me. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had that happen before, but literally within 90 seconds of meeting this woman, she had told me who she was. I told her I knew who she was to the point where she audibly said, he gets me. That's bank. Interesting. That wasn't what I was, I didn't, I didn't really know what I was expecting from that. That's real. I was not expecting that. That's for sure. That's really, really neat. So, um, so do you just carry those cards around just hand them to, to people that you just you meet on the road or how do I do. <laughs> if I'm going to a networking or a business event or a conference, I keep them in my back pocket. Wow. And if I meet somebody new, I don't do it a hundred percent of the time. It depends. But if I'm trying to determine who they are and I think there may be an opportunity, then I do. I pull them out. I said, do you want to see a magic trick? Everybody always says yes. And then I go through that exercise. I hand them the cards, do me a favor, review the information. And then after that exchange, the, I understand who they are. I call it instant empathy because immediately I understand how they make decisions. I understand what's important to them because it's values based. And now I can customize my conversation and my presentation to add the most value to them and to speak in words that really make sense to them. Mm, that's really, there's really four personalities, blueprint, action, nurturing, and knowledge. If they're blueprint, they want the step-by-step -step structure, the process, the system, right? If they're action, they want to just net it out fast. They just cut it, cut to the chase. Let me know what's going on, right? They want the spotlight. If they're nurturing, then they're about people. And so I'll look them in the eye, pat them on the shoulder and, and really connect deeply. And if they're high knowledge, that means they want to understand all the information. And so then I just provide that to them. You never want to try and close someone who's high knowledge. You just provide them more information so that they feel confident and comfortable and move forward with your solution. Yeah, that actually reminds me. Um, I haven't taken it in a while. It reminds me of the Colby A index. Um, yeah, Colby. Like yeah. Those, you know, the tanks that are like, hey, I need more facts. Am I, <clears throat> excuse me, am I a fact finder? Am I intuitive? Right. Those types of things. So that's really, really Very cool. similar. And, and I find value in all of those personality systems. The difference I found in bank is number one, the words make sense. Like, you know, with disc, I've never once said, oh, you're being so conscientiousness right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're being so steadiness right now. Like it just doesn't make sense in the real world to me. I use it from a management perspective, but not in a business development perspective. But with bank, you can literally hand somebody these cards in the real world and instantly understand who they are. Hmm. Very interesting. So, so is there a way to to bake those types of things in 
coming just kind of making this full circle into a tech platform is there a, is there ways to to bake those types of things in if you if you get what i mean yeah no i totally get what you mean so the only time in 27 years that i've worked for someone else was taking that position as ceo of codebreaker technology because i saw the cards and i thought this is brilliant and someone should build this into a tech platform and the owner asked me if I would do that. And so I came on board and helped them build the AI and the API to extend that into other platforms. That's Codebreaker Tech. And then once I had built the tools and the tech, I really wanted it to build into my own platforms. And I had to create the tools over there in order to extend it over into my own tech stack. Okay. So yeah, that's Oh, I'm, I'm just, this is so, so exciting. You can check out Codebreaker Tech and that's where you can find information about that and see about partnering with those guys. Yeah, yeah, that sounds really, really cool. Okay, so you, yeah, you, you just skipped ahead to the, I was like, hey, can we bake this into something? You're like, I'm already ahead of you, Dan. I already got this thing already yeah. up and going. So. All good. That's no, cool. I had the same thought. I Somebody, hmm. the way I found out about Bank is I was leading an event. I came off stage and somebody handed me the cards and as I saw what she was doing, I thought, wow, this is brilliant. I've never seen something like this before, but just like you, I thought this should be a tech play. And so it is. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Um, I actually want to go, I want to kind of go back to something we were talking about before, just to kind of, kind of bring a little bit of a marketing type of uh, conversation into this. So, so what are you guys doing now to grow HOA to, to get more, professionals involved to, it's really cool that you have this virality effect, which I think that was one thing I wanted to touch on before. And I didn't, I, I probably forgot to, but was this idea of like, I think that was one of the very first things. If you go back and look at the, the rapid growth of YouTube over, yeah. you know, these platforms like Vimeo and other stuff was that they, they, they had that share button. And I, I heard a story one time that like that literally was the, 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 the thing that just made them skyrocket because people were like share. And they could share and it just boom and it would just would go everywhere you know so i think that's and that's something that honestly i've i've forgotten about and like i said you kind of inspired me with this new one that i'm building to have people okay now they join now they need to invite people because that's, that's right so that's really how you can get things without having to pay for advertising and leads and all that kind of stuff too right so right. so what do you got i'm sure you guys take advantage of that for for the company and um how else are you how else are you growing it yeah, we do a number of things. So yes, we definitely do that. And we have our own affiliate program. We call it referral rewards. People go to HOA.com slash win, sign up for free, and then they share it and then they make mailbox money. We pay out a two level affiliate plan, 20% first level, 10% second level for life. And so that's definitely one of the channels that that helps us grow the, the company. Another is strategic alliances. We work, we, I always believe in influencing influencers, find people that are, you know, doing podcasts that have a community of folks and then add value to them. And they'll spread the word on, with uh, about your business and about what you're doing. I think this is like my 10th podcast interview this week. So I have, you know, I told a story about my single dad experience and, my son, Sebastian, who's now 31, actually works for us full time. He's the one that scheduled this interview with you. So he does that and helps to help get the message out to the masses. But then also we're doing strategic partnerships on an enterprise level, 
right? What we've identified is for the HOA space, there are property management companies that are serving hundreds and thousands and hundreds of thousands collectively of HOAs. And so we're adding value to those property management companies. And I always look through the lens of the other party. What is it that they're looking for? What would be an irresistible offer for them where they're like, oh my gosh, I've been praying for a solution like this, right? So for the property management companies, and this is true of most business professionals and businesses, they want more clients, simple. So what we're doing is as we activate these neighborhoods, we're doing a community survey and actually sending a postcard to the homeowners asking them to rate their HOA. And as they rate their HOA, we're compiling those results, providing that back to the, the HOA board so they know where they stand. And if it's not a great rating, it may be time to tr change property management companies. And so then we provide those leads and opportunities to our partners. So there's a lot we're doing. I was just at the NAR event. And the reason I was there is to partner with real estate companies. And so one of those from the conference three weeks ago just sent us a, a proposal and a partnership agreement to move forward. And, you know, they have 19,000 realtors in their company. So it's a perfect fit for us. Very cool. Very cool. That's um, that's about what I figured. So that's that's really really neat. All right. So let's. Um, I do have another question that I just thought of here, and I, as I was mentioning, sometimes we just have these tangents. So um, you said you've been doing, you've been in the tech field for twenty seven years. Correct. Kind of doing this stuff. Okay. So do you have a maybe a failure story that you could share with us? Something that so just, many, so many, <laughs> so um, many. Pick, uh, yeah, pick your favorite. Uh, the one that comes to mind as you ask that question is we launched a company called Divorce Shield. And Divorce Shield, like it sounds, was a platform to help people that were facing divorce, right? If you've got somebody you care about, they're going through divorce, where do you send them? How do you help them? Usually the answer is, I don't know. Again, when you get to a question where the answer is, I don't know, light bulb, there might be an opportunity there to solve that problem, right? So I had a, a guy that I sang with in church choir had created kind of an ebook for people facing divorce and he called it Divorce Shield. And SHIELD was an acronym that stand for Security, Holdings, Income, Estate, Lifestyle, and Dependence. And basically it was everything that you should be considering when you're going through a divorce. I looked at his ebook and I went, wow, that's fantastic. People need this. The world needs it. And we should take your ebook and make it a platform. And so that's what we did. Now, you know, I'm a savvy entrepreneur bootstrapper kind of guy, right? I don't like to go raise millions of dollars. I like to find this, the problem and then solve it. And so what we did is I went, I created a PowerPoint before we ever did one line of code. I created a PowerPoint of the vision of what we were going to build. And I took it to a real estate company in Portland, Oregon, where I used to live. And I showed them what we were doing. And they said, wow, that's fantastic. And I signed them up for a $160,000 contract before we ever wrote one line of code. Okay. Now, that's not the failure story, right? The failure story is 
Six months later, when we launched the platform, we got thousands of realtors to sign up in the very first week. So that was cool. God bless you. We had, you know, $50,000 a month recurring revenue right from the get. However, our whole strategy revolved around these advocates. We call them divorce shield advocates, these pros to integrate our banner ads into their marketing because they were here to help people that were going through divorce. And what we found out is they weren't willing to do that. They didn't want to be seen as an ambulance chaser. And so they would not share our marketing materials and our whole go-to-market strategy revolved around them sharing it with everyone they knew. They weren't willing to do that. Mm -hmm. So we listened to the market and we actually pivoted that company and we completely shelved everything that we had done within the next six months. And we pivoted that company into what we just started asking people, well, what is it that you want? If you're not willing to do that, what's your pain point? What can we solve for you? And what they said is they didn't have a system for referrals. So we built a platform called trustedteam.com, which then became refer.com. So, you know, it took us three different pivots to get there. And that's the kind of thing that you experience on the road to building tech. Hmm. Interesting. That's really cool. I actually have a, uh, a background for my phone that I found, um, which is this, this guy that's like this, it's efforts are always better than promises. And I don't oh, know. Oh yeah. 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 I see it. Failure, failure, failure. <laughs> so, um, no, that's, that's perfect. Cause I, I, I was, I instantly thought of that. So it's, um, cause I've, I've been down that road too of, you know, you start something, doesn't quite go the way that you thought. And that's a very interesting way for, I've never, never really heard of something like that, where it's almost like your marketing strategy was ultimately ended up being your downfall, which is very interesting. Um, but that's really interesting that you were able then to pivot and then eventually through iteration, iteration, build the thing. Um, well, that's, that, that's what you've got to do, right? I yeah. mean, even when we started the homeowner Alliance, our original model was to generate home buyer leads, refer them to realtors and make a percentage of the commission, make a referral fee. Right. And we started out in, you know, about four years ago doing that. And we were generating like 15 to 1700 home buyer leads a month, just here in, in Phoenix, Arizona, where I live. But our whole model was dependent on the realtors we were referring, actually closing the transactions. And after they, paid us our slice of the pie. They, they weren't motivated as much to close our deals as their own deals. And they didn't close at the rate that we needed. So once again, we had to pivot the business model and focus on creating the referral network. So, you know, you start out with a vision and an idea. And as you get into the marketplace, MVP is critical, minimum viable product. Don't perfect your platform, get it into the market and listen to what the market says. Very cool. I love that. I love that you also just had like an ebook and turned it into a software platform. I, lo I love the way your brain thinks around like, Hey, that, that can be a thing. Like that can be a platform that can, you know, that's, I, I love it. So I'm, I'm super glad you were able to join us. So um, awesome. Well, do you have anything else to add before we, uh, before we wrap this up at all? You know, last thoughts I would say, Dan, is number one, get crystal clear on what it is that you're looking to accomplish in life, not just in your business, but in your personal life. Right? Have a vision and live life by design, not life by default. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that I see holds a lot of entrepreneurs back is they're afraid to ask. 
They're afraid to ask for help. They're afraid to ask somebody to buy their product or service. And they're so in their mind thinking about what the other person might be thinking about. Mm. Stop thinking and just take action. The law of attraction has the word action in it. You can't attract if you don't act. Get over yourself, get over your fear of failure. And the only way that you're going to learn is to get in action. So go ask a hundred people for feedback on your product and your platform. Some of them are going to buy and some are going to give you some great insights. So hopefully you've gotten some good insights today, Dan. I really appreciate you having me on. Yeah, this was, this was super knowledgeable, super informative. I'm really, really thankful that you were able to come on here. Definitely some good nuggets. Um, so definitely go back, listen to this one. Um, or rewatch it if you're watching on YouTube. Absolutely. So um, awesome. So can you show us that book one more time so people can go check that out? That's definitely something you got to get your hands on. Raving referrals right there. Yeah. Can they get and that? if you want to learn more about me or connect with me, you can go to brandonbarnum.com. Um, you will see there, there's a referral score quiz. So if you're in the referral business, take that quiz. It'll take you one to two minutes and you'll find some blind spots about your referral business. But there's also the code breaker tech link so you can crack your code and get your bank code personality right on brandonbarnum.com. Lots of good stuff. So check it out. Awesome. And we'll have that link, uh, all those links in the show notes here for you guys. And if you're listening, uh, Barnum is B-A-R-N-U-M. N is in Nancy, M is in Mary. Okay. So that is good. So that is good stuff. I'm super excited to check all that out. Um, the code breaker stuff is really, uh, really kind of tickling my fancy. I'm, I'm really excited to dive down that rabbit hole. So awesome. Well, thank you very much, Brandon. Appreciate having you on. Um, so we're going to wrap this show up. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Again, please subscribe. Please uh, follow the show. Leave any ratings and reviews. That really, really helps the show. And then if you got value from this, please leave a, um, a comment or any kind of takeaway that you had or share this episode with someone who might also find value in it. All right, guys. Appreciate all of you, and we'll see you next time.